Hey everybody, welcome once again to the Football Fandemic. Here we are uh, after the draft, and we're going to look at some division stuff. We're going to look forward and see what we think the 2023 year will look like. Stick with us as we do that and more on the Football Fandemic. Well, welcome once again, everybody. I'm Matthew Thomas, your host, along with your co-host, Josh Haupt of the Washington Commanders. By the way, I am the Indianapolis Colts guy here on this podcast. Josh Haupt with us, the Washington Commanders representative, if they stay the Commanders. And of course, Brandon Colmark, our area cheesehead Packers fan who lives way down in Texas. But that's a whole story. Hey, we're uh, we're glad you're with us today. We're going to talk about some of the news of the NFL. We're going to let you hear a little bit about what brought us to uh, this place, uh, to our home teams, and to football today. And uh, Brandon, if you can't see because this is an audio only podcast, but soon we're talking about going to a video uh, podcast layout uh, again. We talked about that before, but we're we're talking about it anyway. If you were on that right now, you would see that Brandon Comark just put his cheese head on and is sitting here totally representing the Packers today. Uh, so we're going to talk a little bit about how we came to this. And then at the end, we're going to break down, we're going to start a series where each week we break down one of the divisions here in football. We're starting with the AFC uh, conference, and we're going to be looking at the AFC North today. AFC North, we're going to talk about how their draft went, uh, how their year ended last year, how their draft went, how their schedule looks for next year, and how we think they're going to do overall. And again, this is way early. We haven't even had training camps, but this is the kind of predictive people we plan to be and we are. We're going to look ahead and say this is what the AFC North will look like this year. So uh, let's jump right into things. Uh, some of the news around the NFL, some of the big things that have happened this week here in the NFL. Uh, we've had uh, of course, the conclusion of something that has long been waited for by our friend Josh Haupt, and that is Dan Snyder has officially agreed, right? And it has officially been accepted, and I think they've signed some stuff, but is that all over? Is it done, done now? Let's be honest. It's probably not, but at least it was, <laughs> you know, from last last month, it was, you know, they, um, I guess, informally agreed to set to you know, a deal or to... Brad Dan Snyder formally agree, informally agreed to sell to Josh Harris. At least they formally agreed to sell. I don't know if it's pen to paper yet, but you know there is there is word that it, they have agreed to sell. They're just probably working, you know, finances and you know all that accounting stuff out right now. But they've agreed, I'd and say, the other owners approved it. Right, that was like the the actually, last step. I don't know. Roger Goodell said something like, or somebody else said something like. Oh yeah, we um we're looking to look into that, but not in the April League meeting or something like that. I think they have to approve it later on at some point, and that's what we're waiting on, also. Okay, so we may be jumping the gun on final final, but it feels pretty close. Uh, Six point zero five billion, I think, was the price tag for something he bought for what eight hundred and some million. That's quite an increase in just what what was it twenty twenty nine years. Pretty good, pretty good uh, return on his investment. But Dan Snyder is going to be going out. Josh Harris, I believe his name is Josh Harris. Josh Smith, Josh Harris. Josh Harris. Why did I come up with Smith? He's going to be uh, the owner, and uh, uh, we'll get to some some of his first things he has to figure out when we get to the bottom of this news segment. We're going to like tease you though and not go there. What we will say is Dan Snyder uh, looks like he's on his way out, and I think 
the owners will probably approve this thing because I think they want wanted him out. I don't think there's going to be a lot of hang up from them. So I've already approved my end of okay. the deal. Uh, Brandon says hit the Green Bay Packers are on board. We know this from the from the mouth of Brandon Colmark, who is an owner. If you're just joining us for the first time and you don't know, Brandon Colmark is an owner, one of the few. <laughs> of the Green Bay Packers, uh, both he and his wife and his grandma, I believe. So runs in the family, uh, strong familial ownership there, just like uh, the Ursays with the Colts and now Josh Harris and group uh, with the Commanders. What else we got? Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan, who was uh, recently a Colt, right, as of last year. And we all thought at the beginning of the year, hey, you know, I know he didn't look great in Atlanta, but he's going to come in and fix everything. And the Colts are going to be unstoppable with JT in the backfield. And we all got excited. And I almost started every podcast with the Ice Ice Baby. Decided not to. And that turned out to be prescient because he didn't even stay with us through the whole year. Um, He was benched partway through. I think he was brought back and then benched again. Is that right? I should know this. That is correct. <laughs> he, was, he was announced that he was out for the season, and then the coaching stuff happened, and bam, he's no longer out for the season, and then got injured. <laughs> and, and then he's out, yeah. yeah. So, out. Uh, unfortunately, Sam Ellinger did not step up in that, or maybe fortunately, I should say, because we ended up with the fourth overall draft pick after a disappointing 4-12-1 and and season something like that. And uh, we ended up drafting Anthony Richards, who is probably the most polarizing quarterback drafted uh, at the top of the draft, or maybe in the entire draft. He also is one of the most exciting. And so while people will say, uh, I've seen power rankings where the Colts look like they're going to be picking fifth overall next year, or or maybe yeah, yeah. or I something think, like that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if it'll be that bad. I, I think we might be a little better than that. But uh uh, there are also people who think, oh, man, if he gets this together, who knows? Sky's the limit. And uh, you hear everything. But again, this is only training camp season. People are out there in shorts and T-shirts. And so everybody looks good. Everybody's full of hope. I've had my years, uh, as have uh, Josh. We've had our years of like these big hopes that don't pan out. Brandon's getting ready to have one of those years. So he will soon understand our our plight. We try not to get too much hope <laughs> At this time of year. Uh, but we uh, we do know that Matt Ryan will not be with us because he has decided to join the CBS football analyst crew. He's going to be breaking down football for us on Sundays, uh, not retiring. He says, I'd still like to get that check from the Colts every week. That sounds good because I think he still gets paid as long as he's not retired. As soon as he retires, he's off the books. Not going to do that for us. Uh, that's OK, I guess. Uh, but uh, Matt Ryan doing that. Um, you guys looking forward to hearing Matt Ryan talk? I mean, he knows I think so. I, I think I am looking forward to hearing Matt Ryan talk. I, I really, really enjoyed Tony Romo at the beginning, but then he staggered off really hard these past couple seasons. And so I don't know if this is a way for CBS to kind of remove the Romo report and bring, bring in some Matt Ryan action. Matt Ryan has always been a very thoughtful individual in all of mm-hmm. his press conferences. As you know, Matthew, he, 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 he breaks it down really, really well. And so I'm excited to see him up in the booth. But really, I'm just excited to have anyone not named Greg Olson do the Packers. And so. <laughs> <laughs> so is he going to be the Packers guy, you think? Or one of them? Oh, man, I, I sure hope so. I, 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 don't, I can't stand much more of Greg Olson. <laughs> <laughs> Greg Olson, if you're listening to this, his name is Brandon Colmark, and he's an owner. 
so Texas. this carries weight. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I, what about you, Josh? You, you looking forward to this also? Yeah. I mean, kind of like Brandon, I mean, like not on the Greg Olson part, but the Tony Romo part, like he was good in his first year and it was like a new, a new leaf turned over, you know, people were excited for it, you know, and something new then who was it? Like, was it, it was a Jim Nance or was it whoever it was something new basically. And then it started turning into something like, ah, I, don't, I don't know, Jim. And it was like, he's getting worse every year. So I'm excited for something new as well. Yeah. It seems like he kind of rode, he, he got so much praise in the beginning. He began to kind of ride that and performance may have gone off a bit. So yeah, it'll be, it'll be good to have Matt who is much less of a uh, exclamatory type. Um, yeah. Matt Ryan seems kind of like a, like a, in the shadows type of guy. No, no media type of deal where he like, what he like one of those guys that knows what to do, knows what to talk about, knows his stuff, but he's not going to talk about it unless somebody asks him or he's in that, you know what I mean? Yeah. He'll break down, break down plays without like kind of exaggerating. So that'll be good. Um, you guys ever heard of a guy named Zadarius Smith, outside linebacker? Uh, Zadarius Smith? I don't know. Uh, some where, where, guy. Where did he start his career? Uh, it's hard to say. You know, he was like kind of an unknown. Nobody's ever really heard of him until he got uh, to the Vikings. But uh, he's been traded yeah, to the Browns. Now he oh, started. Right. Yeah. He started as a Packer, right? And uh, well, he started as a Raven. Yeah. Oh, did he? Uh, started as a think... Raven, and then uh, never really got any. Who was he behind? T Suggs. Probably for like four years. Hard to beat out and, that and guy. Every time he got playing time, he, he was really, really good. And Green Bay signed him to a big deal uh, when Gudikins came on 2019, 2018, somewhere in there. And he played uh, well for the Packers. Did, did really good stuff. Broke his back. Packers said, <laughs> mm, we're not going to mess with that anymore. They cut him and played like six really decent games for the Vikings. Enough to get the Browns year. interested. <laughs> and then the Browns are, are now here. Boy, the Browns. And we're going to kind of, actually, we're going to talk about the Browns later today. But I'm like, man, the Browns, they uh, they had so much promise from that roster uh, that's not yet panning out. Now, I'm not saying it won't ever. We'll get to that soon. But we'll also be talking about Zadarius Smith on that team when we do. Uh, Tom Brady, um, you may remember the name, quarterback extraordinaire, who uh, Jim Ursay evidently thinks is in the top five, actually number two in his top five without Peyton Manning being there. Did you guys see that tweet? Uh, when Jim Brown uh, retired, which we're going to talk about here. We might as well talk about these together. Legendary running back, or not retired, passed away. Uh, Jim Brown passed away um, recently. Was it this last week? A week ago. Uh, yeah. And when he did, Jim Irsay, uh posted a tweet and said, uh, big loss, uh, my top five of all time. Was Jim Brown number one? I actually don't have it in front of me, somebody. And then number two was Tom Brady. And then there were three other players, but no Peyton Manning. And of course, all the Colts are like, what the heck are you doing? Jim Mercer, a lot of blowback. Yeah. But, uh, so he, he put, uh, Tom Brady as his, uh, quarterback. I think the lone quarterback in that top five, no Peyton Manning. I think he's tired of Peyton Manning busking for the Broncos all the time, jumping around, being their little parrot and saying nothing for the Colts. I don't blame him for that. I still like Peyton Manning, but I really hate the way he just kind of oh. dropped the Colts. <laughs> here it is. One minute. I'm, I can't find the, you know, rest in peace, Jim Brown, but here he, t- he tweets um, May 22nd and then May 23rd. My All my all-time top, top five ranking was casual, but I'm not above more than thought, not above more thought and reassessment. I tweaked to my top five. Jim Brown, the NFL's Babe Ruth, Always number one. Deacon Jones, I'm guessing. It says just just Deacon. 
Oh, he changed Deacon. it. This is the changed one, right? Okay, yeah, it is. This is from May 22nd. Um, Deacon, number four. Dre Rice, number five. And number two, neck and neck between these two, Brady and Peyton, both amazing to watch and contributors to the game. And then he tweeted a day later. Oh, one minute. Rounding out my top ten list, Reggie White, LT. Um, I don't know which one. Probably Lawrence Taylor. <laughs> yeah. Uh, John Elway, Montana, and Sweetness. But then what about Johnny U, Anthony Munoz, uh, Dick Buckus, Gail Sayers, Barry Sanders, or Deion Sanders? It just says Sanders. So I'm just going to okay. go. You're, you're jumping into later ones where he responded to people. What was his very first tweet? I can't find that one. I oh, mean, you got to find it. I don't it. know. Just click on uh, Ursa. Go back. Jim Brown with me and Edger and James. Um, first one just had five names, oh, yeah. and Tom Brady was number yeah, two. On my list of the top five greatest all time, et cetera, in our 103-year history, Top five, I have top five, Jim Brown, Tom Brady, Elway, Deacon Jones, and Reggie White. That's what he I'll had. Yep, <laughs> and uh, repeat, I'll give you the comments. I don't know if it's, I think it's based off most views or most likes, whatever, but how are you the owner of a team, man? Stop drinking. Colts <laughs> yes. fans don't like it, but Jim speaks the truth. Manning is not a top five player of all time. I mean, that guy can get out of here. Um, can't well, go wrong with my list. It, it, depends, it list. depends on how you want to look at it. Right. I, I mean, I, I I, we, we had this conversation in, in text, I think, yesterday, Josh, and you asked me the greatest player to ever wear a Packers helmet. Mm-hmm. And what was my response? Reggie White. Reggie White, a non-quarterback player. And I, I've mentioned on this podcast time and time again, I think our modern-day quarterbacks are overinflated in terms of their impact on the game, uh-huh. where I, I, I think they are not 99% of the football team. Yeah. I would, some of these I would say this. Um, Without like even looking at all those other ones, um, the difference Peyton Manning made for the Colts, I think, was greater. Mm. So when you're looking at MVP for the Colts, was greater than Tom Brady's difference for New England, I think. Yeah, because they had Bledsoe before. I mean, but it's hard to I, say I, that I now. You know, the the one year when uh, Tom Brady went down, they still won 11 games. The year Peyton Manning was out with the neck, we won two. Um, yeah. So that shows something. But since May, uh, Brady has left New England... They've struggled. And so, you know, was there other other things? Uh, but well, I will say it wasn't this. It just Brady leaving New England. I mean, it was also the, the COVID year and half the team sat out. And, right, right. And uh, Belichick was just bringing in grocery clerks to play Cam football because it kind of worked out with <laughs> Cam Kurt Newton, Warner. the grocery yeah. clerk. <laughs> <laughs> that, only worked out for, that only worked out for Kurt Warner. I don't think it's ever right. going to work out for anybody else. But yeah, what, you, until, what you yeah, can't deny. Team-wise or not team-wise, what you can't deny is no quarterback has more rings than Brady. And probably like won't. A, probably yeah. won't. Ever. Yeah, I, would just, I would just like to read a couple more of these comments because they're kind of funny. Make sure to bring this tweet to your annual checkup slash physical so they remember to do a cognitive test. Um, <laughs> pass me the bottle, Jim. Um, Jimmy was, of course, drinking with me all day. boy. Colts fans all in their feelings over Manning. But in this case, I agree. Manning over Elway for me. Yeah, it's no, uh, just, it's fun because as you know, Colts fans, not only did he kind of diss Peyton by not putting him on the list, but he puts the arch rival, Tom mm-hmm. Brady, the one that Colts fans deep in our hearts, we hate. We hate New England. We hate Tom Brady. We hate Bill Belichick, even if we respect him. And so, I also hate them. So he, uh, well, he not, definitely... Not Bill, but- Tom. He definitely lit a fire uh, there with that. Uh, but all that to say, I started by talking about Tom Brady because Tom Brady is now looking to acquire a minority stake in the Raiders. He, he recently went in with Al Davis on a, what was it, a women's basketball team? 
Oh, yeah, the Las Vegas Aces or whatever. Yeah, and uh, so once that looked like it was working out okay, all of a sudden we hear that he's now looking to become a minority stake in the Raiders. Uh, I, and so, I think they've reached an agreement, so it is official. So what what becomes interesting about this is Tom Brady is now kind of pushing pushing some limits. When you're a, a, a stake, an owner stake for one team, but you're announcing because he's still looking to do this big, you know, huge mega deal with, I think it's Fox. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, not only that, um, we heard just this last week, him and somebody else, his group, whatever, had the top four quarterbacks that were drafted this year in for like a marketing and branding, you know, yeah, conference yeah, and I seminar. So it's like when you're an owner of a team, things are looked at differently when you start like kind of speaking into the ears of current rookie players on other teams. And when you are like announcing games, you know, unbiased you would hope, but you're also like a, an owner of a team. It's gotta, it's gotta like make some people think, right? Let, let, let me, I'm just going to put this out there. I just came up with this right now. So it's an original Brandon Colmark thought. Okay. <laughs> One of the few guys <laughs> listen up. <laughs> so Tom, Tom Brady played in new England. Yeah. Where another quarterback we know very dearly to our hearts also played. Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, I'm is Tom like, just wanting to be best friends with Jimmy Jean now that he's the Raiders quarterback? Is that is that what's going on here? He uh, just missed I, Jimmy Garoppolo so much he had to buy part of the team to get close to him? Here's my thought. He wanted to buy part of the team so he could fire him because he hates him so much still. <laughs> you think? All right. I, I never got the impression that they were good friends. But but now, now that Tom's a, a minority owner, I... I do have one more connection in the NFL yeah. to bring Devontae Adams home. Well, I thought you were going to say one more connection because you're both minority owners, right? Yeah, we are, we are both minority owners. And I, I think, you know, when we're on the golf course together, as, as owners do, uh, and we're talking about trading players, I think I can get Devontae back to back to Green Bay. Boy, I don't know. Devontae, like, did his best to say he didn't really want to be there. And they said, doesn't matter. You're staying for it. That, that doesn't look like it's going to be a great relationship uh, there. With, uh, he'll, he'll be back in our Hall of Fame. He'll, yeah. he'll be back. He'll be back. But that's the next time he's coming back. So Tom Brady, what do you guys think about Tom Brady announcing games as an owner and Tom Brady meeting with uh, other teams' players as an owner? Well, I, I don't think he's going to be able to announce games. Uh, if he wants to be meeting with these players as a brand ambassador and, and helping them out, uh, figuring out their career... Uh, that that's kind of sketchy the waters because I mean, mo- most commentators that are in the booth, what you do is you just talk to them about what you're going through right now. You're not their mentor. And so Chris Collinsworth is not a mentor to every NFL receiver. He interviews, he's interviewing them to give fans direction. Uh, I think it's a bit too much collusion as a minority owner to be working with these, working with these players from other teams, uh, I don't know if that technically falls under tampering restrictions. That's what I but, would worry. Yeah. But, but there, there needs to be a, uh, you, you can be friends with them and you can interact with them, but you should not be working with them on a business level. It's going to be interesting because right now I haven't heard anything about the NFL scuttling this deal between him and Fox. So yeah, not yet. something to keep our eyes on guys. But I, I am going to move on to the next, the next topic really quick. All right. And it's, it's the answer to why I always sound like I'm so tired. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it is official. The Green Bay Packers will be hosting the 2025 NFL draft. You know how long I've been working on this? 
on this deal. How long have you been working on this? Way too long. I can't even, I, I studied music. I can count to four. It's been more than four. <laughs> <laughs> you can at least count to six or eight, right? Six, eight. <laughs> I, I break that up into in the threes. Three. Yeah. So, uh, a little uh, music humor, humor for you, those of you who yeah. get that. But uh, right. uh, Brandon has been throwing his voice and his weight behind a uh, deal to get the draft to Green Bay. And it has happened. Uh, a tweet went out immediately from the football pandemic. Is this the year that the football pandemic crew attends the draft? I don't know. Still up in Wisconsin, but that's about as close. I mean, it's been in Nashville, which isn't terrible. It was just far. in Kansas City. It was just in Kansas, just in Kansas City. Yeah, I think that was the one chance we all had because we can drive straight up and we can drive straight west. I think it's more that we have an owner of this place in our midst. Yeah, if it was in, if it was in Indianapolis, I think we would consider it. I, I don't really think we'd consider it in D.C., but right somewhere in the Midwest where we have ties to it. Uh, it it is a good opportunity. Um, I think this is our one chance also because you can get a VIP backstage passes. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's, it's just uh green Bay, Wisconsin is the world's largest family reunion of like 80,000 people every, here's, every Sunday. Here's the thing. Uh, this last year is when I would have wanted to be at the draft when we draft Anthony Richardson. But according to the draft people, we're going to be picking number five and who's going to be available. Well, we don't need Caleb Williams, right? Cause we've got Anthony Richards. We don't need that other quarterback that's starting Arch to make us. Uh, no, Arch, Arch Manning's not coming out yet, but guess who is Marvin Harrison Jr. Marvin Harrison Jr. I wouldn't mm-hmm. mind seeing that one. But I don't want to. I don't want to be picking fifth, <laughs> even if Marvin Harrison Jr. is our prize. I don't really want to be picking fifth. I, I hope we do better than that. Yeah, but we we are very excited for it. It's a a, a tie to the Redskins organization back when they were the Redskins. So uh, Mike Murphy, this will be his last thing before he retires as president and CEO of the Packers. Oh, you think he's gone? So they, huh? they, well, he has. I mean, it's an age restriction. You're not allowed to. Oh. He, he retires July after the draft. And so it's his last big send off before we send Mike Murphy off into the greater unknown of Who, whatever people do when they turn 75. So who's coming into that position? <laughs> Brandon pointed at himself. For those of you on the podcast, he, he believes he is stepping into that role. <laughs> uh, there's a, there's a few internal people. Um, I, I do know one external person, uh, that is interested in the position and it has connections. Um, someone from he's, he's from Madison. Uh, he's a, a brilliant administrative person, uh, which would be good for president CEO uh, mm-hmm. of an organization like that, who is being considered for the position. Uh, he's currently here in Texas and, and we have regular conversations, but if he does that, I, I'll be tag teaming on a, a job up in green Bay, which is also, also, I don't know if you saw this, Ooh, get ready for this. Oh. The uh, some some report like the USA report or whatever listed uh, top places to live in the country. Yeah. Number one, Green Bay, Wisconsin. Really? Number one. That does yes. not seem correct to me in any form. <laughs> Here, let me uh, let me pull it up. It's cold. It's small. It doesn't have a lot of the things people would want. There are taxes there. I don't understand what they, how they came up with this. <laughs> yeah, the the U.S. News and World Report best places to live in twenty twenty three. Hmm. And then I have to click through all twenty five places. <laughs> <laughs> so while he's clicking on that, 
We're going to see if it's really true. Uh, you tell us, would you live in Green Bay as your number one place? If you're not a Packers fan, it's hard to know what else there is there that you really want. But we'll see. Evidently, U.S. World uh, Report says uh, otherwise. There. Matthew, I'll let you sh- uh, enable screen sharing. I am enabling screen sharing. All of you on this podcast who won't see this, we're going to like uh, let him prove it to us here. And we'll confirm. There, there it is. Go. Number one, Number Green one, Bay, Wisconsin. Green Bay, Wisconsin. Let's see what they say about it. They say, uh, this, best known as the hometown of the Packers, Green Bay Definitely, is yeah. situated roughly 100 miles north of Milwaukee. Uh, scores highest for its affordability. Don't doubt that. Factoring both cost of living and price parity for goods and services. Okay, Green Bay residents spend just 19% of their median, about 20% of their median Household income on housing. Uh, it's also number seven for overall quality of life with particularly high scores for short commute because there's no traffic and FEMA's assessment of low risk uh, of and high resilience to extreme weather events. Because what happens up there except snow. You don't get like tornadoes up there. You don't get hurricanes up there. You don't get earthquakes up there. You don't get, any, you know, extreme when it comes to weather stuff. It's sitting pretty, right? Mm-hmm. So there you go. If those are the things that matter to you and where you live, Green Bay, Wisconsin. Spend less, no traffic, no weather events. That's your place. Hey, I want to jump back to something here real quick before we move on. We uh, we had the schedule release videos, and in the past, you know, some of those have made big news. This year, I feel like maybe there weren't as many super creative ones, but there were a few. What did you guys think? Which ones were your favorites, or were there a favorite? What? The Titans. That was the best one. I, I I will admit I did not watch all of them by far. Uh, I only saw I a few either. of them, but the Titans yeah. was my favorite as well. Uh, they, it was the most creative. It I was mean, like I, I saw four or five of them. Um, I do like the meme aesthetic that it had. My, my only issue with the Titans one is I, I like that particular meme in a, a shorter grouping and having 18 of them was quite long. <laughs> and so... I mean, if it was like seven or eight, I think it would have been perfect. But for me, it was just a bit too long. 18 weeks of having people guess. Yeah. Um, yeah we had a pretty good one, too. But here's what I'll say about that before we move on from the Titans. Uh, those people don't know their NFL. And the fact that like both times that they played the Colts, they were guessed as the Cowboys. Uh, the Colts changed their official name to not the Cowboys for a few days after that. And uh, another team also played into that. Did, the Red Stallions. <laughs> the Red Stallions. Yeah, they changed that, uh, their Twitter handle to the Red Stallions. Interesting stuff. Uh, who else did you like? I know the Chargers did another anime and everybody was talking about it. I was just like, mm, yeah, that's okay. I didn't really stop to watch all the Easter egg stuff. I, like the I, I think I like the Packers one. It was like a very cheesy Midwest infomercial cheesy yeah cheesy infomercial and i um, didn't see it. it 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 was simple it was effective it wasn't overly pushy but it was it was done well did you watch the colts no <laughs> did you watch <laughs> did the not. commanders no i, I didn't, didn't watch the commanders i didn't see it on my okay. twitter so, so none of us have watched the commanders i did watch <laughs> the colts it was pretty boring it was uh buckner and grover um like being served meals and they had to guess the meals were from the places and they had to guess mm-hmm. who they were playing each week. It was pretty boring. Um, I mean, fine, but nothing exciting. Uh, <laughs> and I was tired of watching it pretty quickly. Um, well, and green Bay's was an infomercial. I didn't get to see that. So, so I, I would say Titans was my favorite 
Chargers seemed like it was kind of interesting, but I'd seen that before. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, what else? We got Colts and Commanders resolved the Andrew Luck tampering incident. Uh, once Andrew Luck's camp came out and said nobody contacted them, I knew that was over. But they've Let's officially said nothing happened, not following this anymore, which is good for the Commanders. Uh, Steelers did extend our good old friend Mitch Trubisky. Um, so he's going to be there as a stealer behind Pickett. Any Pickett. And uh, I think Pickett will have the starting role there, but it's always good, I guess, to have somebody who's played behind there. Uh, the commanders may have to change their team name due to not trademarking the name before they made the announcement. Uh, they were denied the trademark in their application, so they did apply. Some dude has it who's affiliated with Lockheed Martin, right? Yeah. Um, it's Commander's Classic, and it is basically what they do every year, it seems like, is official Twitter account. Um, they, I guess they have the Army Black Knights, and the, the Army vs. Air Force game or something like that every year, and this is what it is. And this, this It's called the Commander Classics, or pretty much, Classic. Pretty much it's a, a one-time thing every year where they play each other, and I have they to have think, it trademarked. I have to think the NFL is big enough and rich enough that somehow they can get that. Well, not, not after spending $6 billion to buy a team. I, I'd imagine your finances are a bit tight. Josh after. Harris is like, what? I'm not buying none of them. We're going to change again. Now we're going to be the squirrels or the red. I, I still red love tails. the Washington football team. I, it yeah. was simple. It was classic. It feels like it has like a ton of history to it, even though I know it doesn't. Mm-hmm. But it just feels... It, it, it gives me a certain grit that it's like, this is a good Sunday to watch. Football. Feels like an old school team. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I love it. And I would, if they went back to it and I know Josh mentioned this, at least fans already have merch. There you go. <laughs> and yeah, I just don't think you try and find another name and have all the fallout from people hating yet another team name. You know, even if some people like it, I, I'm glad it's not my, not my franchise. <laughs> uh, but here's, here's probably the most exciting news. Um, someone, and I don't even know the credentials or the reliability of this someone, but someone recently said that it seems like the Packers were checking in with Carson Wentz to see about being a backup in Green Bay. And I know Brandon's probably not for this, but if that happened, <laughs> I would somehow have like such a laugh because he's already been a Colt. He's already been a commander. For him to hit all of our home teams, man. Now, now let me explain what this would mean. Okay. If Carson Wentz was signed to the Packers, it would not be for during the season. It would not be for the preseason. It would be for an arm at camp. You don't think he would be like a, a backup to the backup? No. No. Who is not your backup right now? Uh, Sean Clifford. Yeah. The one just drafted. Yeah. 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 Um. <laughs> I don't know. Um, here's the thing. No matter how you end up, whether whether you end up signing him as the, the third string or just to be the mentor, um, you know, to help put eyes on whatever, uh, or if he's just an arm for training camp, whatever you end up doing, you're doing it better than the two of us did. We both gave up way too much. You're giving up absolutely nothing, which is the smartest yeah, way to take. That's what I'd give up. That's the way to bring on a Carson Wentz to your team. <laughs> now, there was a, a who who was it? There was a, talks about a veteran receiver coming to Green Bay. I don't remember who it was though. 
Uh, let me uh, let me go to the good old Googles. The good Google knows all, and so Brandon's going to find out who that this rumor was about. Any info? Uh, looking, 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 looking. Oh, it was um, not Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Chris Godwin, Godwin, yes. And you which did or didn't would not like be that? A, which I would not be opposed. I, Chris Godwin has a very good set of skills, and yeah. I, I think they would be very complimentary in Green Bay. Yeah. I think it's more, uh, can they afford that right now? Is that more, more real than rumor or more rumor than real? So we're in talks, we're in talks talks for it at the moment. So we'll, we'll see. We're always in talks, but that one has some actual weight to it. But I I do want to talk about two extremely stupid things that the owners went through this past week. Okay. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Packers will not be honoring this is the touchback rule. I don't so think now, the Packers can choose not to honor it. I think they have oh, to do it in play. No, no, no. Have you seen Keyshawn Nixon? You mean they won't be like taking the free catch? Correct. Okay. We're, we're, but when the other team, out. when the other team free catches it, you have to honor that they go to the twenty-five. We, we do have to honor that. It's right. stupid. I know. I'd rather see the XFL sort of deal come out, where it's like the low impact kickoff. Yeah, where they're five yards apart, and until the guy touches the ball, they don't move, and then they start like that sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Which is kind of exciting to watch, honestly, but I, I really hate the way that they went around with this. Uh, it takes away all credibility from a punter. If they kick it and it's beautiful and yeah. it's not going to go past and it's in the five. Yeah. Pinning so a guy much... on the one yard line was like one of the best feelings ever. Yeah. It, it, there's so much, I think this is only for kickoffs, though, not as, as a defense. Say that again, Josh. I think it's only for kickoffs, and uh, punts are still in play. Are like punts still in play? Ca- is yeah, that if you fair catch it at that yard line? I think it's at that yard line. So it's only for kickoffs, but you still can't you still can't uh, get them back hard. I guess it, there was not a lot of pinning them at the one or in inside the well, five on kickoffs. Yeah, but, then why would you fair catch it on just a kickoff? You would just let it go. I don't know. Oh, look, I don't know. I just understood it from a kickoff perspective because they've always been they've always been trying to change their kickoff perspective. Okay, and I, they've rarely messed with the punts. I, for some reason, I was thinking this was punting, and I was with uh, I was with Brandon in that man on a punt. That's like where Pat McAfee. That's where he yeah. made his name, man. He would pin pin people in that you know inside the five, and. Uh, when you have somebody who can do that consistently, that changes yeah. the field position. You know, having them come out to the 25, that doesn't change field position at all. And so I was like, not for, I thought it was punter. But if it's just kickoffs. It's just kickoffs, yep. Um, okay. NFL voted on Tuesday to approve resolution that allows players to fair catch on kickoffs with the resulting possession beginning at the team's own 25. Okay. Looking at this on Bleacher Report right now, this rule change alongside a proposal to make the ball in play at the 25-yard line instead of the 20-yard line after touchbacks on punts is a new safety measure being proposed by the NFL competition committee. On punts. So wait, Bleacher Report saying it's also for punting. Mine's on NFL.com. Mm. Fight, fight, fight. Fight, 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 fight. <laughs> 
Let's Google official touchback rule. Official touchback rule. We're going to get the official ruling here handed down to us from one of those uh, uh, that Gene Steratore is going to come in here and give us his read on this. <laughs> what do we got? Oh, wait, that's not what I want. Tell you what, while they're finding the official wording on this, I'm going to jump to the second one. Someone in here really hates the Thursday night flexing because it is written on our script in all caps, stupid, stupid. Thursday night flexing. So hey. I want to hear some of these thoughts on why the Thursday night flexing is stupid. I know, I will say this, I know the Packers were against it. Were the commanders against it? Did they vote against it? I think I the know. Bears did, the Packers did. I'm not the sure Raiders. who else. Colts were not on that list for some reason. I think it's because yeah, it, we have no primetime games at all yeah. instead of having five or six like the Packers always get, even when they just have Jordan Love. We have none, and so we're hoping maybe to get flexed into one. <laughs> so so, so he, he, here's here's my rationale. And so as a, as a Packers owner, my number one concern is the fan experience. By far, right. I don't want to put any extra unnecessary – pressure or expenses on my fans because that's how I make money. Right. And if they, if they do good, I do good. And it's a mutual partnership. All right. So let's say me, I'm driving to green Bay for a Thursday night game from Texas. I pay for a hotel. I pay for all my meals. I get there. Boom. Oh, sorry. It's it is flexed. Now flexed. This is no longer available. I don't, necessarily get a refund on my hotel it depends on the hotel i don't right. get any money back for my gas for my food and so it's it's a lot more dubious on the fans to have to go and endure that yeah. especially if you're traveling from somewhere else and, and so i would I, like i started to say but wouldn't they have like announced that flex like earlier but you would have to like get your your hotel even earlier in your flight if you're flying in uh, all that stuff has to be done well in advance yeah, and so I, I mean, all my, every time I go to a Packers game since I've moved to Texas, I've always had it planned out eight weeks minimum in advance. Right. Which and they don't flex that soon. Which, which is half of the NFL season. Yep. So, um, I'm always prepared and I'm ready to go, but in the current world we live in, it's usually you don't get the money back; they just give you a credit to use within twelve months of something else, especially mm. airfare. Mm-hmm. And so that's you know, true. It's, it's it's not it's not good for the fans that are are wanting to experience that. And then you have to sell out a whole nother game on the other side of it. So right, the one on now Sunday your game was just flexed to Thursday night. Oh well, I don't have any time off on Friday. I I can't go to that game. You know, my boss doesn't approve my time off. Now I just lost money on this game. No one bought my ticket. It's and what does that do for the crowd? It shrinks it. Are there going to be holes in the crowd, right? Yeah. yeah. So I, I personally hate it. I do not think it's good for the fans, which is my number one focus as an owner. And so that is why I, I voted against it. Yeah, when now, they... If, uh, if the NFL moved and said, we will compensate like you a week for a week all of that, fans. Yeah. then... Yeah, that's fine, but the NFL is not going to compensate us for that. And the yeah. teams are not. And it would have to be more than a week in advance because, like you said, you do this really early. So if they were compensating. So this is different than the Sunday flex because if you went in for a Sunday night game and it was flexed up to the afternoon, that wouldn't change things? Or uh, vice versa, if it was a Sunday afternoon game and it got flexed the Sunday night, that one doesn't bother you? 
yeah, I mean, I'm already at the facility all day. And so I've already, every time I go to a Packers game, I get there at 8 a.m. Really? It could be a a Sunday night game. It could be a noon game. It could be a 325 game. I've had all of those instances. If it's a Sunday night game, what do you do from 8 a.m. to, say, 6 p.m., you know, before things really get cranking? Lambeau Field has a ton of opportunities of things you can do. All of mine are always in the winter, so you can go uh, ice skating or you can go tubing. They have a big hill to go tubing down. They have activities for you to do to fill the entire day. And then there's also tailgating. I'll go and participate in tailgating with people. And but it's so cold. Not when you're with family. <laughs> family makes it warmer. <laughs> it does. Yeah. Does that mean you guys all do big group hugs for a lot of the day? Group hugs, whiskey, keeps you warm. <laughs> <laughs> we do not condone group hugs or whiskey on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. not, not accessible. But especially not group hugs. I, th- there's there's always stuff to do and the time goes by. It, it's like a magical place. And so it's <laughs> spoken like a true Green Bay owner right there. It's a right. magical place with fairies and yeah, that's and awesome. Cheese. And cheese. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, we're going to, like we're going to, oh, go ahead, Josh. I'd like to jump back to this touchback. Well, if this is only a year, like a, a, a year project or a year experiment, whatever, but let's say it continues, you know, they, they, some, they, for some reason like it, you know, they, I don't know why, but they like it and it moves on in the, the end of the future. You know, this is an, a new rule that people, what does it like NFL special teams players like Devin Hester and all these, and Steve Tasker and all these kickers that deserve to be in the all hall of fame. Like they're going to be affected. So like so much, like these guys that are putting up yards as kick returners and punt returners, that yards yardage decreases because you know, they might take this rule to an advantage, but what does this mean for these hall of fame players that deserve to be in? Like how does, how will the hall of fame look at special teams players now that this is in being implemented? Well, I, I think the hall of fame opinion on special teams players has already changed last time they changed the ruling. Cause now we see what is it like 80% of kicks are not returned like bar none it, before that. And, and you kick from a farther distance. So it was, it was harder to just get a touchback every time. Uh, but before that, it was like the complete opposite. It was like 15% were not returned. So you had 85% of kicks that were being attempted to be pulled out from wherever. Yeah, I think what this means for the future is those people like Devin Hester, who did well at returning, they're going to get in. But we probably won't have a lot of just special teamers get in from this point on. Um, because... What kind of stats are they going to have? So, you know, unless they're like Green Bay and they don't, they they choose to decline every time, catch it and run, you know, you may have a dude who like catches it on the one every time, runs it 99 yards for touchdowns or does like amazing, even though it's like an option to take the 25, you don't have to. So there may be a team who believes in their returner uh, and it, it, you know, makes you wonder like if the gunning team is going to be running as hard, if they think everyone's going to get like, easily done, you know, fair catch to the 15. Maybe, maybe it won't affect, you know, those who were going to be hall of famers anyway, but I, not very many people are hall of fame off of kick returns. Uh, Devin Hester might be it <laughs> might be, Hey, let's, uh, let's get to know, uh, somebody, one of our, uh, 
uh, people in the podcast audience, uh, listening land, so they would like to know a little bit about the host, how the host came to like football and to like the team that they root for. Uh, what was the story behind that? We're going to today just take a few minutes here and uh, and do that before we talk about uh, the AFC North. Uh, let's start with uh, Josh, and then we'll go Brandon. Then I'll finish us up. Josh, what was it that? What was the story about you becoming? a Commanders fan, and and eventually becoming a podcaster here representing the Commanders. So, I mean, I lived in Indianapolis till like, well, I was seven, and that was, like, the prime of Peyton Manning. So, like, I didn't like football at the time. It was, like, oh. I was seven years I was one to seven years old. I was interested in other things. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Matchbox but, um, cars. Yeah. What are they called? Hot rods or whatever. They, um, <laughs> yeah, whatever, whatever. Anyway, um, so, like, it was something like, oh, cool, this team's winning. You know, the Pacers were doing okay at that time, so it was, like, good enough to cheer for a team. But, like, I didn't get interested until I was, like, 9 or 10. And my dad, he's he was he traveled around, the I guess, the, the United States, sometimes the world, depends on where he My dad, my grandpa was stationed, but my dad's dad was stayed in the Navy, so he would be stationed on all these places. And I guess Washington, D.C. or Baltimore, because I don't know, I guess one of the – somewhere in Maryland, like, the exact right time because – probably during, you know, 10 years old or 15 years old or whatever, but exact right time because he became a Kawada Redskins fan and an Orioles fan. And so ever since then, he's, you know, he's kind of just stuck with it. And that's kind of how I got it. Although, you know, I started to grow with the command, the Redskins, I keep saying, keep saying commanders, but um, <laughs> I, I started to go with the, grow with the Redskins. And there was this kid in my class in third, first, second and third grade where some reason in Illinois, there are Redskins fans, but there he liked the Redskins as well. And like, we'd talk about the draft, we collect football cards and that kind of helped it grow. But I remember my first game I went to, it was a twin like 2010 or 2011. And it was a Rams when the Rams were in St. Louis, a Rams uh, command or Redskins game. And I remember this is like something I'm very not proud of. I was 10 years old. So I was like, not didn't know much better but there um steven jackson went down with an injury and i was like cheering out of my mind because that gave us it gave us a chance to win because steven jackson was a force to be reckoned with at the time mm-hmm. and i was like oh no looking back and i'm like why would i do that and <laughs> like that's one of the one of the main you know things i remember besides you know 2012 when we had rg3 and it was like we had like a six or seven game run where me and my dad would watch the games and everything started to stack on top of each other and be like, Oh great. Another win. Yep. 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 Bang, bang, bang. And we had hope at one point and then it all just died again whenever he got injured in the playoff game. But ever since then, I mean, ever since like 2010 or 2009 around, I'd say, you know, they've sucked and I've been a fan since then. I mean, they've sucked for a long time, but I mean, they've sucked for a long time and I've been a fan for a long time. So, you know, I don't know anything different. If you're a commander's but, um, fan, you've pretty much been a fan when they sucked, unless it was back in the exactly. Gibb, Joe Gibb yeah. era. <laughs> Yeah, but um, I've been to, including preseason, about five games, and they've only the only game they won, even the preseason games. The only game they won, it was a Colts game, a, a Colts regular season, a Colts preseason, the the Rams game I just talked about, and then a Cowboys on Thanksgiving, and then one other game I can't remember. Might have been just four games, but I think it is five. And the only game they won was the game me and Matt went to. And that fight, like last year, and that finally broke the streak of every Commanders Redskins game I've been to. They've lost, and then t- up until that point, they finally won. But they won by one point because of Terry McLaurin. Terry McLaurin snatching the ball away from yeah, Stephon Gilmore. Man. But um, how I became a, a co-host of this podcast, um, I didn't really know Matt had a podcast. Matthew had a podcast with all these other guys, 
and I was in Trump Mattoon going to Lakeland and, um, it was during COVID. So like I would, before COVID, I'd go back kind of like I do when I go to church in Charleston, I drive there and I, you know, come back, but I work at a pizza shop here in Lincoln and I drive back on the weekends and I, you know, come back Monday or Sunday night for school on Monday. And I just did it because I like the people at you know, at, at the, the Sorrento, it's a pizza shop. And I do it in Charleston going to church because I like the people and I like the sermons and all these things. And they, you know, relate to me, the college stuff and the age wise, but, and COVID hit. And I was like, they don't need a dishwasher anymore. So are they, they said they didn't need a dishwasher. I didn't, I would have gone back, but you know, it was understandable. It was a mutual thing. And so I had to find another church cause I'd go to church with my parents, wherever they went. And I had to find another church and my, my, and my mom were starting to research, you know, look for churches or whatever. And it was like, there was one like right across from Lakeland, but I was trying to find one centered to, I guess my demographic, my age, you know, college, all that stuff. And I came across CCH and I got to know Matthew and Tristan, who was also a former co-host and Brandon Harris a little bit and Blake faith. I know Blake faith quite well now because he comes back sometimes, but, and I got on the podcast and ever since then, the first podcast that came on was the, um, I remember you asking me about this because we would be texted sometimes about other things. And you asked me, Hey, do you want to come on the podcast for the, um, to talk about the commanders game, the commanders Buccaneers wildcard game in 2021, 2020, 2021 season or something mm -hmm. like that, 2019, 2020. And you know what they need to do to win, et cetera, et cetera. I was like, sure. And ever since then I've been a part of it and it's been an amazing journey. And Josh is our, our primary put the script together and do the research of what needs yep. to be talked about for this thing, which uh, is tremendous for me. Cause then I can just get on and talk because that's what I do. I like to talk. Yep. <laughs> well, we're glad you're here, Josh. And that's uh, cool how you became a Commanders fan. What about this Packers fan down here, Brandon? How did you become a Packers fan? And how did you end up on this podcast? Well, most people don't really know, but I was actually uh, born out of cheese. Uh, it's kind of... A, a <laughs> Instead of a Cabbage Patch of... kid, he was a cheesehead <laughs> kid. Yeah, it's... Uh, don't tell my mother, uh, but... <laughs> but it's it's kind of a, a different immaculate conception. You, you know? were you were definitely born into it, right? Yes, that's right. Uh not not really though. I, I've mentioned my grandmother a few times, uh how uh, she's a Packers fan, but truth is is she's my step grandmother. And mm. I didn't know her until I was in high school. Okay. My grandfather remarried uh after his his wife passed away. And he married his neighbor. Her husband just passed away. He was a big Packers fan. And so I wasn't, I, I was a Packers fan. I was declared a Packers fan. I had pronounced my faith to the Packers. <laughs> uh, but really the, the story goes back a bit farther than that. I've, I've always been a very cautious individual. I was, I never wanted just to ride the wave of what my, my family and what my peers were doing. And so I actually come from a family of Bears fans and Dolphin, Dolphin fans as well. I have family in Miami. Um, mm. And so we have the Bears and the Dolphins. My brother declared himself a Bears fan. I went with my dad, who is a Bears fan. He doesn't really watch any of the games, but he used to play fantasy football just because his friend, his best friend, operated a league. And so I'd go to all of their league drafts. His best friend's a Houston Texans fan. And uh, he asked me, Brandon, what, what, what team do you like? And I said, I, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't picked a team yet. I think I'll go with the team that won the Super Bowl the year I was born which was Brett Favre and Reggie White, Green Bay Packers taking down the New England Patriots in New Orleans, January 26, 1997. Their only Super Bowl win with Brett Favre, right? Correct. They lost uh -huh. the next year to the Broncos. 
which is a whole nother story because Packers had number one offense and number one defense all season. So just think it, if you were born we were just a little later, it. you'd be a Broncos fan now. Yeah. And so the Packers won that Super Bowl, and I, I stuck with it and I absolutely fell in love with the Packers. And that, that was about 2005 when Aaron was drafted. Kind of, kind of when that went through. So I, I caught a little bit of Brett Favre. I can be honest and say I had no idea what I was watching mm. <laughs> at mm-hmm. that young of an age. Right. I just knew the Packers were on TV, and, and I imagine it's I was probably the age of Matthew's son uh, when that happened. And so Matthew, I'm sure your son recognizes when football's on t- on the TV, but yep. he could not tell you if you asked him, "Hey, point to the tight end where right. the tight end was," right, uh, or even maybe I, the quarterback. <laughs> yeah, and, and so I. I, I knew nothing, <laughs> but I liked the Packers. And so mm-hmm. as, as time got on and I got into middle school and I was, I was playing football, I fell in love with Clay Matthews. Oh, and, and, yeah. and how could you not? It, Clay Matthews was my favorite player to watch growing up. And, and this is like 2011 Aaron Rodgers in his prime. Like mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers is destroying people. And is this the greatest quarterback of all time is what all the media was saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, no. But Clay Matthews had a special place <laughs> in my heart. And so, so you, you like Clay Matthews. Did you ever, I don't know if your hair does this. So did you ever try growing your hair out like he did? Or he does, I guess. Uh, my, my mother vetoed it. Uh, <laughs> Veto. Very fast. <laughs> very fast. I, I, I did bring it up once and she said, you, that is greasy. <laughs> so mine was whenever I did that. And so I, Not I, for some I, reason. I, I did attempt, I did attempt, uh, but I, I absolutely adore Clay Matthews and, and, and everything he stood for. And, uh, and, and I was understanding football more and more as I was playing the sport as well. And so I, I really got into it and I could appreciate it, the sport as a whole, uh, which ultimately led to the Packers winning a Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers and, <laughs> and Clay Matthews. And, you understanding led to that. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's of what course. Because I, I thought we could, I, you know, we, we go in as a sixth seed and I said, oh, I think we could win the Super Bowl. We could do the unstoppable. And uh, we won the Super Bowl. And so it's because I said that, that we did that. Believe. And, uh, and then I didn't, I didn't fully, I mean, I, I would watch all the games and it would be a regular basis, but I didn't dig into the statistics. I was like, okay, I know the Packers. We have a good football team. I had no idea any other team. All I knew is I hated the Bears with a burning passion. <laughs> well, and, another good reason to pick the changed. Packers, right? It has not changed. Yeah. <laughs> and so... When I got into when I got into college, I uh, I was I was so in you know I would take my my three hours a week and just watch a Packers game, but then I was starting to get burnt out on college, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is miserable. Like, why did I come to college? And then <laughs> I had a a good a good mentor and professor of mine tell me, Brandon, you're just burning yourself out. Doctor Cheatham. Yo, it was Dr. Cheatham. Look at that. And he did the same thing with Chris Fryer. And so he, he said, Brandon, you're, you're burning yourself out. Go and get really into something. And he's like, for me, you know, I really get into computers and technology, which now he's actually changing career paths and he's doing cybersecurity. Oh. But, um, but he said, you know, just go really, really get into something. Well, he hates the Packers and hated that I really got into the Packers based <laughs> off of his. <laughs> he grew up a Vikings fan, uh, oh. although he's more of a college football guy. Yeah. Um, but he, uh, he, he helped 
he helped streamline that. And so then I got really into the Packers and I was going to campus house and Matthew and I knew each other. Well, I, mm-hmm. I knew Chris a lot better because uh, mm-hmm. we were in school together and Matthew really had no idea. I knew football because I hung out with Chris and I just played the trumpet. And right. so that's really all Matthew knew about me. And then we had a, a, a few nights on towards the end of my college career. So we went like four years without Matthew knowing I really right. crazy. Football. <laughs> and so, uh, it was towards the end of it. Matthew mentioned, uh, you know, I gotta, I gotta publish this podcast. Blake and I have recorded a couple episodes and we haven't done anything. So, well, I'll come in, I'll come and chat with you. I'm a Packers fan and I go through all this and Matthew's like, all right. And so we sat down exactly where Matthew is now. I can see the couch mm-hmm. I sat on and we went through all 32 teams and talked yeah. about what their needs were for the off season and, and, uh, had a good time. And, and, uh, it was, was about, Blake with us on that podcast or was that just me and you? That was just me and you. Blake wasn't with us and we didn't record anything. We just sat down and talked about it. Mm. Uh, and then about six months later, we got all the recording stuff together and started making a regular deal out of the podcast. Right. Right. I think that's a good segue into me talking about how I got in all this. So uh, I'm older than these two gentlemen here. And uh, so my story goes back further, but the same way I was not into football as much as much as we were into football was my mom would root for whatever color helmet she liked. And my dad would root for whoever was losing. He always wanted the underdog to win. And my mom liked the pretty, you know, green helmets or whatever, or purple helmets. That, that, that fits for you, Matthew. <laughs> the underdog story every time Matthew is <laughs> rooting for the underdog when we get to the playoffs it's like whoever's the lower seat Matthew wants them to win <laughs> I look at that it must be hereditary but I uh so when I was a junior in college we went to the state capitol and uh this sounds like a boring story we went as part of a government trip and students were not allowed down on the speaker floor uh, but me and a friend named Brian Connolly we broke off from the group and got in the elevator and the woman's like, Hey, you're not supposed to be in here. What are you doing? Are you guys pages? And we're like, yes. And she's like, well, where are your page badges? Did you forget them? And we're like, yeah. <laughs> and she's like, okay, well you go up here. Uh, you can't go through that door. There's a sheriff sitting there. You have to tell him you don't have your page badges. And we're like, okay. <laughs> she basically was feeding us the answers of how to do this. And uh, we, we, we did, we went, Hey, we forgot our page badges. She said to come here and he's like, okay, go in there and ask the people inside. Well, we went inside and we didn't ask anybody. We went down onto the floor and my government teacher was standing up at the observation window as close as most people were allowed to go. And then he saw me and Brian Connolly down on the floor, getting the autograph on a paper plate of the governor and Gary Hogaboom. Gary Hogaboom was the Colts quarterback in 1988. He was just finishing being, he actually, he got replaced that year, um, but he was the quarterback at that time. And I got his quarterback or his uh, autograph had no idea what was going on with the Colts at that time. And, uh, but then I like started thinking, okay, what are the Colts about? And so I watched some and they were horrible. Uh, <laughs> they were just not good. And so I didn't really get into it. Uh, then I went to college in 1989 And, uh, I would occasionally watch a game, um, but not too much until I started meeting some guys who were in the football. And what we would do is Sunday afternoon, we'd get together and we'd all hang out and they would turn on football. And I found that there was this beautiful feeling of 
sitting in a recliner, watching a football game and kind of drowsily drowsing off and then waking up maybe an hour or two later and there's still football on. It might be a different game, but there's still football. There's still that familiar sound and there's other guys in there and there's snacks. And that became like uh, kind of a, a ritual that I loved. And so I started going with these guys. Luckily, they uh, they all liked football and uh, they, they like different teams. We would watch those and... Um, Actually, many of them were Bears fans. Uh, we were at Purdue University, which was as close to the Bears as it was to the Colts. A lot of them were Bears fans, and we would uh, watch these games. And uh, but I got, I you know, I was still interested in the Colts, and especially when they got to the place where they got Marvin Harrison, and then they got Peyton Manning, and then they got Edge, Edron James, and man, they got really exciting. Uh, and then they got uh, Mathis and. Um, uh, Freeney, Freeney and Mathis. And to be honest, uh, I loved watching all those guys, but there was something super exciting about Freeney and Mathis for me coming off the edges and just terrorizing other quarterbacks. And they were known for it. The two, probably the best set of edge rushers in their time, in that time of history. Uh, and that was exciting. What's been really a bummer is uh, we've always have known having Peyton Manning was awesome. Uh, Peyton Manning came in and yeah, he did bad his first year, but we knew he was going to be good. And he was, and having Marvin Harrison was just so like reliable and having Reggie Wayne come in and be what he was, was like a gift that we didn't expect. Um, but having those two edge rushers is something that I've missed more over the years than, uh, cause we went to Andrew Luck, who was also a good quarterback. We've had other good wide receivers, um, but man, we've never had that kind of edge rush again, and uh, I miss it. Uh, but I became a, a, a strong Colts fan when the you know Marvin Harrison, Peyton Manning edge started the scene. That's when things. Before then, I was already watching the Colts, but we were not good. I'd still root for them. That was still my team. But when we started like winning, it gets exciting. It's like you were talking about with RG three there, Josh. Uh, when you start seeing your team like maybe being contenders, and then not only maybe being contenders, but being the one that every week when they would talk on the NFL, they would talk about like the Colts and the Patriots for a long time. Colts and the Patriots were like the top of the tops. And then the Steelers are in there too, you know? And so like these three teams were like so big and you know, you were always going to be in contention. You were always going to be talked about. It was exciting. And then, uh, you know, Peyton Manning left and it was very sad. Andrew Luck came in and we had renewed hope, but Ryan Grigson ruined him. Uh, and then we went through this like last five, six, seven years of sadness has it been seven years already since andrew Luck? four four it's just we've had seven different starting quarterbacks seven, because they yeah. they counted back to anyway uh it's been a while of us not being good uh which was hard for me you know we went from peyton manning to andrew luck and we were pay basically perennially good and everybody's like you're just too lucky the gods have smiled on you too much to have such a good quarterback and then another such a good quarterback well, now that's all been like kind of forgotten. And it's, it's now people talking, oh, Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers. You guys were so lucky. And they're like, hey, we're extending that luck. We're going on with Jordan Love. We're going to do this three-peat thing. I don't know. We'll see. We, we kind of hoped that would be our story and it didn't end up being. But I can say now with Anthony Richards coming in, I, I'm excited that maybe we might have a bad year. Like Peyton Manning's first year was, was bad, you know. Most interceptions in the league, 13 losses, I think, something like that. Totally flipped the second year. I'm hoping we can get back to that. 
but this podcast, uh, it was interesting because we had a guy here uh, at the campus house. I've always uh, loved football uh, since I got here, um, which was in 2004. I used to run eight fantasy football leagues every year, eight consecutive. Uh, and it was a lot <laughs> because we had a lot of people who were into football. There not as many now, uh, strangely enough, here at the campus house. But I'd run all those leagues, and that's when I really began to know other teams and uh, players. Because until I played fantasy football, I really focused on the Colts, and then I kind of knew how other teams were doing. But I, I couldn't tell you like how another receiver on another team was. Once you start playing fantasy, you you pay attention to the players that you drafted, and then you begin to realize, oh, these guys are good, and these guys are good, and that guy's bad. And you don't pick a kicker in the first round. You don't pick a quarterback in the first round. You, well... I guess some people picked Aaron Rodgers several years in a row. But like our first year, actually, the very first overall pick was Brett Favre. (laughs) First overall pick was Brett Favre, followed with the second overall pick. uh, I think it was Baltimore's defense (laughs) because we all knew how to play fantasy football so well. Anyway, that changed. uh, But we were doing that fantasy football thing for a long time. And uh, that had kind of began to wane a bit. I actually took a few years off, but we had a guy named Blake Faith. Blake Faith was actually on this uh, podcast for a while. He was the one who's like, man, we need to do something. He was a sports journalist major, and he really wanted to do something. I've always loved technology, and I'm like, yeah, why don't we get together and do a podcast? He's like, oh, that'd be awesome. You know, So I have equipment. I have recording stuff. and So I set up this uh, recording equipment, and Blake and I alone did a couple podcasts. They actually, the first one, it wasn't even just centered on football. It was like, we talked about like, uh, uh, was it the top 10 songs at the time and what we thought of them? And we talked about some other stuff and we talked a little bit about football. Uh, and then we talked a, a couple that were just about football, just about sports in general. Actually, we had some, like, he would talk about whatever was going on with the NBA and I just don't know, I don't care about that. Uh, but we kind of began to zero in on football was the thing. And he did a few of those. He and I, uh, did, uh, the first several, And then he was kind of busy and not able to always be in. And I believe that's when Brandon came in and you did some, you did some with Blake. Um, Blake was on for about a year, maybe with you. Yeah, we, we had, we we did uh, this podcast with Blake really once uh, the pandemic hit. Yeah. Pandemic was a big part. Uh, Everybody kind of got separated. Um, But at that time uh, I decided, Hey, let's, let's do more than just make a few podcasts that were like, uh, like Brandon said, I've, I've recorded them, but I wasn't publishing them. <laughs> I wasn't putting them up. I hadn't yet decided on a name, a pandemic hit. And I decided to finally make this more serious. And so I came up with the name football pandemic during the pandemic, you know, far flung friends, as you'll see in our description, far flung friends talking about football during a pandemic, the football pandemic. That was, that was the, the tagline, uh, bought a website, which is still not up to date. Uh, but we have it. If you go there and look at it, it's, definitely not up to date. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I took all the pictures down because uh, I didn't want to, I wanted to make sure we didn't have anything we shouldn't up there. Uh, we need to get that set, but we did uh, get the actual name football pandemic and the podcast up on uh, Apple and Stitcher and Google and all the different podcasts. You know, I got that going and, and I set up a routine where uh, we would get on zoom like we are now and we would record onto this uh, road podcaster pro and uh, then I would upload it uh, as a podcast and you know we had other people Tristan came on there for a while he was our Bears fan um, and then Josh came on I felt like we had somebody else in there who was a Bears. Brandon Harris, Brandon Harris has kind of 
kind of visited. He's never really been like a regular on here. He's always, he's just visited once or twice. I felt like we had one other host, but maybe I'm just thinking of Blake, Blake Faith and Tristan. Anyway, uh, Blake uh, ended up moving and uh, was unable to do this. Tristan ended up getting a job up in Minnesota, I think it was. North Dakota. North Dakota. They're all up there. They got the O in them. Uh, and he couldn't do this also, but the three of us kind of settled in as regulars and we'll occasionally have different guests on right now, but this is kind of the crew for, for the longest part of this, uh, since the pandemic, uh, the football pandemic, me, Josh Haupt and Brandon Colmark. And so, uh, I love that we do this. Uh, and I think, uh, it's one of those things that I love to do, but I don't know if I would have done it if it wouldn't have been for you guys, if you wouldn't have been like, Hey, let's do this and let's do this regularly. Cause I think that's the hardest part about podcasts. A lot of people know how to start podcasts, but to like do one week after week after week and to continue doing it, that's a feat in itself, good or bad. You know, we may not have always been good, but we got to where we were consistent. And uh, I think it makes you a little better and you, you kind of smooth that process out. And I hope those of you who listen, enjoy listening to this. Uh, we are, as I talked about, toying with the idea of maybe beginning to get on that StreamYard thing again. They've made major improvements since the last time we tried to do that. Last time we tried to do that, it was it was more difficult to kind of get layout stuff correct, and uh, they've done a lot. And so we may begin looking at that again. It doesn't mean we're not going to have this podcast. We're just going to basically take what we do here, which I have gotten to the place where I no longer edit. We used to have to edit a lot because we had a lot of dead space and we'd all talk at the same time. We didn't know how to, you know, flow off of each other. Um, a lot of ums and uhs and computer problems, whatever it was. Uh, but I've basically gotten to where I don't edit. I, you know, I make sure that the front and the back is chopped at the right place and we go. So we're going to, we're going to take whatever comes from that video and still have a podcast, but you may be able to start watching if you love to watch, because I mean, who wouldn't want to see Brandon wearing his cheese head or uh, me in my beautiful office here <laughs> or Josh with that white wall behind him. <laughs> Josh, you're going to have to get something on that wall so that people have something to look <laughs> background. at. That's right. <laughs> now, there's also another aspect to our, our football journeys, and that's with our better than Owen foot 15 fantasy right. football, league, which right. is also tied in with this podcast. And so initially the, the football league, it was a, a 10 person league. And it was just kind of all of our friends at the campus house. And we we were just all in the league and and hopped in and it, it went well. We had an amazing first year winner uh, who I think went to <laughs> win the second year as well. Uh, that is myself. Who, <laughs> who came in second the third year after being like yeah. not on the charts for seven or eight of the weeks of 15. You know, he was like not even in yeah. playoff contention, then just skyrocketed. And so it, the... And, and Matthew mentioned he was in eight fantasy football leagues as commissioner, I'm assuming. Yes, for, commissioner. For a long time. And it kind of burnt him out. And it, it took me a little bit of prying to get Matthew just one league. Yeah. I didn't want any more commitment than one league. And you can, it can be all Colts if you want, whatever you want, Matthew, just one league. <laughs> and so, which, Matthew which I agreed. believe at the end of the first year, my roster was all Colts. Once I realized I was no longer in any sort of contention, I picked up every Colt I could get my hands on. It was nice. And, and you almost won games like that too, which is the crazy, <laughs> <laughs> the crazy part. Um, but I got, I got Matthew to commit uh, to, to one, one league are better than at the time 0 and 14. Now it's 0 and 15 with the extended uh, schedule. Mm -hmm. uh, in, in our second year, uh, so on top of that, all of us 
really enjoy football, but we also really enjoy supporting charity. And so we named it as a charity league. So everyone now pays a fee to play in the league. And the three of us, we put in a couple extra hundred dollars each. And then first place winner uh, gives, gives a big prize. And second place winner also gives a prize. So we're starting to spread out, but we've given money to three charities uh, so far and we're, we'll continue to expand on that as well. And so it's another big part of our, our, our football, but also our philanthropic efforts. Right. And it's always fun because through the year, we kind of keep you apprised of what's going on and the votes, you know, we vote for who's, who's winning and all of that kind of stuff. So uh, it's good times. Uh, Josh now no longer has a white Wallace's background. He's got this Redskins logo. Redskins is no longer their name, Josh. I don't know if you know this. He's like, it whoops. Could we don't <laughs> it could be. Name right now. Yeah, I don't know. Wouldn't that be weird yeah, if it went back to that after all that quick. fight? What? Yep. Me and Brandmark, uh, Brandon can trademark that real quick because we were trying to buy the team. So we can just trademark it and it'll be our team for free. That's right. There you go. Hey guys, you know what? I think we're going to wait. We're going to kick off next week uh, with the AFC breakdowns uh, and then the NFC breakdowns. And we're going to go through all eight of them. Uh, this will give me a little bit of a chance to do more research on what that team looks like going into. But we're going to start with the AFC North next time. Uh, we're glad that you could join us here on the Football Pandemic as we talk about how we got started and some of the stuff that's going on in the league today. Join us next week when we start going through the AFC division with the AFC North here on the football pandemic.